Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Funky Pharmacist Podcast. This is Sarah. I have Hillary with me today, and we want to talk to you about CBD. We had planned before the whole uh, coronavirus thing to collaborate with HealthQuest Physical Therapy down the road. Their team there and ourselves were going to put on a class um, regarding CBD and some of the awesome therapies they use down there, but we're not going to be able to do that, so we thought we would do it in a podcast for you. So we're going to explain to you a little bit about CBD and how it works and that type of thing. I think we should start off by telling folks what does CBD stand for? Cannabidiol. And let's get rid of the, let's clear up the muddy water uh, between cannabis and CBD and where it all derives and that type of thing. So CBD is derived from hemp, a hemp plant. And then we're used to, I mean, cannabis is derived from, I mean, or the same word as marijuana. So two completely different plants, but same cousin. The CBD has higher cannabidiol cannabidiol, uh, content compared to the THC content and then vice versa, usually with the marijuana. But it all varies depending on species and things like that. So you get the medical benefits without the euphoric Correct. effect. Yep. It, cannabis, CBD acts as like a, it's, they're going to refer it as a THC antagonist. So it kind of cancels out the euphoric effects. Now, being in pharmacy for a few years, we do know there are some cannabis-derived pharmaceuticals that are used for appetite and things like that. Let's talk a little bit about um, cannabis and CBD in prescription drugs. So there's this new prescription medication that came out called Epidiolex. Epidiolex was, is approved for a certain type of seizure disorders, but what I don't like is, is that it Retails for $32,500 annually, which is a lot. And the drug manufacturer will say, oh, they've got coupons. So, you know, the co- there's essentially it'll probably be zero with between your insurance and copay cards. But they're marketing it as the first only federally legal form of CBD. But the concentration, and once we get into the concentration later in this podcast, the concentration of this one is 100 milligrams per ml. But to be effective, you need 680 milligrams per dose. And that's why it's, it's so pricey. In my opinion, if, you know, THC is appropriate for these type of syndromes that it's approved for, then that would be a heck of a lot more cost effective. Right. Case by case for sure. But yeah, um, let's see. We need to get into the different strengths and things like that and dosages, but First, let's talk a little bit about what we carry and why. So we carry predominantly two lines of CBD here at the store. We carry Green Roads, which is a pharmacist-derived product. They are more known for their edibles. They do um, gummy frogs and uh, gummy bears and um, toads and all that kind of thing. They also do coffee. Uh, They do do, um, lotions and balms, and they do offer oils. And they offer oils with terpenes and things like that. Um, a lot of just more novelty things, but still a good company. And then we carry Charlotte's Web, which they were one of the founders in the whole CBD movement. They have great products. And um, the thing I like about their oils is they're flavored nicely. They're not too icky. Um, they have a great balm they offer and some chews as well for recovery, sleep, and what's the other one? Calm. 
So those are all great products. And the reason we carry those products is because they are all third-party tested. They all have QR codes. So every batch is going to be the same, and you can see what you're getting. When They test for a lot of things in those third-party results too, right? They have quite a few. Yeah, and that's going to be one of the things that you want to look for when, um, I guess like right now is probably a good time to differentiate between this and like your gas yep. station CBD or movie store CBD. We get that question a lot. Why is your CBD so expensive? And that's that's the answer to the question is our CBD is third-party tested. It is verified. It is good. Um, I don't know what they carry at the gas station. I don't know what they carry at the movie store. But if, you know, if it walks like a duck and quacks like a duck, it might be a duck. So good chance that, you know, you're not going to get the same quality from batch to batch if you buy it from somebody like that. Uh, so it's just really careful. The same thing with vitamins and supplements you're going to find in CBD. Be careful who you trust to get your CBD from and your supplements and vitamins from. You want continuous, consistent results. Yes. So the other stuff might work, but next month you weren't guaranteed that. But by looking at a third-party tested company, then they're basically guaranteeing that. That third-party test, tests for a lot of things. I mean, you're talking heavy metals, um... So All that kind of thing. If you pull the report, each one of them, each company should be transparent and give you a report. If they don't give you a report when you request one, then something's kind of funky and fishy. But they'll tell you the total THC. They'll tell you the total CBD per lot, per batch. Um, it will test and tell you the pesticides, microbials, mycotoxins, which those are like the molds, heavy metals, terpenes, residual solvents, so the solvents that they use to extract the CBD out, um, moisture content, water activity content. So it, it's it's legit. We're going to get into it in a minute here. Instead of just a boring Q&A between Hillary and I, I'm going to get into a, me being a customer and her answering questions of things we hear here a lot. But before that, let's explain to them a little bit of how it works, the mechanics of it. Just as our body has a cardiovascular system and a endocrine system and a respiratory system, we also have an endocannabinoid system. So this is a system where our CBD, whether it be, I'm going to throw two terms, exogenous or endogenous CBD hits at the receptors. So endogenous is the one, is when our body makes our own CBD or cannabidiol. And exogenous is the forms of various um, oils, gummies, things like that, that we put into our body by ingesting. That would be the exogenous CBD. So the primary objective of our endocannabinoid system is to maintain homeostasis. So it's like the steady state. And once that kind of gets disrupted and our body does not make enough CBD, then what they're finding is that it's kind of manifesting itself as issues or diseases, whether it be exacerbations of Parkinson issues or depression or anxiety. Uh, so this endocannabinoid system has found is found in in the heart, in the spleen, in the liver, and reproductive systems all throughout our body. So that's why it's very important to acknowledge that um, it could be an answer to some of your issues. It's a, an appropriate thing to look at as a I don't want to say an easy fix, but a, what do I, how do I want to word that? Well, it's outside the box approach to things that might be going on with the body as far as inflammation and anxiety and depression, for mm -hmm. sure. Mm -hmm. 
It's a place to start. Yeah, for sure. We've seen it help a lot of people. Okay, so now let's go into questions. Are you ready for questions? Yes. Okay. So my mom is older and she has terrible arthritis and nothing seems to help. She doesn't want to take prescription drugs and I don't know if I can get her to take CBD, but if I could, what should I get her? Where should she start? I think it's important to mention that, and we didn't, I didn't mention this before, is that people are hesitant, maybe your mom's hesitant, to not take this because of the whole THC thing. Oh, you know, it's going to, I'm going to get high. It's going to make me feel funny. Yes. But, and I, I guess we'll answer this further into a, a different question, kind of, but it legally has to have under 0.3% THC to be able to be sold in a retail setting without a marijuana license or something like that. Mm-hmm. So for your mother with inflammation, arthritis, I think an appropriate dose and there are no set rules. Everyone's different. Um, I'm going by personal opinion and what I've seen help and the averages that are helping people is about, I'd say 30 milligrams, anywhere from 30 to 60 milligrams a day of CBD is we've seen positive results here. She's a very small lady. Should she really start at 30 milligrams? Well, another question is, is she on any other medication? That's a great question. She is. She is on Synthroid, and she is on Dijoxin for her heart. You really had to throw out Dijoxin for the heart? Yeah. (laughs) Why? That one is a bad one? Yeah. Oh. Okay, but we'll 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 play this. <laughs> Gosh, um, and that comes. I guess we're answering. We're gonna go get into drug interactions with that one. Okay. So as far as drowsiness, I was looking for other medications that may compound a drowsy sleepiness issue with that, and really there is none. So as far as that's concerned, I think you're safe. But I'm also gonna say you want to take it at bedtime because sometimes it does cause drowsiness. So what we usually recommend here is you take that dose, whatever, and each, everyone's different. So if she's sensitive to medications, then go for it. Start at 17 milligrams, start at 10 milligrams a day, and then work your way up. So I got, this question's a loaded question. So let's just, we're gonna, we're gonna start it. <laughs> this is what we're gonna say. Start at 10 to 17 milligrams daily at bedtime, I usually recommend. You're going to, we're going to assume that we're going to do oil, place it under your tongue, hold it for 30 to 60 seconds, let it do its job under there, absorption wise, and then swallow it. Now, reevaluate in two to three weeks. If that doesn't cut it, then I'd increase it to, um, say you're at 17 milligrams, I'd increase it to 30. If 30 doesn't cut it for another two to three weeks, then increase it to 60. Or 45, depending. Or 45, whatever you feel comfortable. There's no right or wrong. So that's that. But let's talk about drug interactions with that. So there are some drug interactions, and I urge you to ask your pharmacist. Um, They all have sources that they can double-check these drug interactions with. Um, If they do not know the answer, then please get with us, and we're happy to evaluate that. But digoxin, off the top of my head, I'm going to say there's a slight drug interaction and I'm going to have to look it up but if there is a drug drug interaction it's either going to increase here I'm going to get technical 
um, increased metabolism of digoxin, so maybe it doesn't, it's going to go through your body too fast and it's not going to have time to do its job, or maybe it will go too slow and then you'll have increased digoxin levels and then her heart rhythm is going to go kind of cray cray. Yeah. So I'd have to look that up in particulars, but. Well, good news is my, mom not, my mom's not on either of those, so. Oh, you fooled me. Yeah, yeah. Oh, all right. That but... was just the first two drugs that came to my mind. <laughs> bad, bad. <laughs> but so that's the whole. Okay. You, you that was a loaded question. Got Sorry. A lot of info on that. Sorry, but I didn't mean it to be. But it worked out. Yeah. Okay. So next question would be, my daughter is sixteen and she's very very anxious. Uh, she has the worst anxiety ever, and yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> little CBD helper. I'm not making it easy on you. So you have to say 16. 16. She can't be over 18. Nope, she's 16. That's bad anxiety. We're going to evaluate other things besides CBD for your daughter. I'm not saying it doesn't work, but I am not in a position to recommend um, CBD for children under the age of 18. All right. I want to leave it at that. Can we make your daughter like 24? No. I don't know why my 24-year-old daughter would be living at home. Well, she's going to school. So in that case, you know, yes, I think appropriate dose would be 17 milligrams she may have to work herself up to 30 milligrams as i suggested before you know do it at bedtime um, well she's on zoloft is it going to interfere with that <laughs> i think i'm going to um sarah is not allowed to ask any more questions um it, it may i might have to uh, look that up but yeah mm-hmm. oh yeah see SIP2C19, citalopram. There are some interactions with Celexa, a close, uh, I'm going to call it cousin of Zoloft. Hmm. So um, that means CBD use could increase Zoloft levels. So hmm. it very well, yeah, very well may do that. So. All right, let me ask you a little easier question. Yeah, please. I was working outside yesterday and I banged my knee and it's very, very bruised. What should I... Should I take CBD oil for that? If it's superficial and not deep down in the tissue, um, I think CBD would be appropriate. CBD balm or lotion would be appropriate. Okay. Um, I'm going to elaborate a little bit. And balm you can do every four to six hours time-wise. There has been good. We had a FedEx guy come in. He hurt his shoulder when he was doing something out in the truck. And he asked if we had it, and he applied it, and within 30 minutes, he was back for more. He was excited. Yep, he loved it. We do sell a ton of the Charlotte's Web Balm. People that buy it come back and get it again and again. Mm. I think it's appropriate to talk about uh, strengths and the dosages itself. Sure. And um, dropper fulls versus drops and mm-hmm. things like that. Mm-hmm. So maybe you can come up with one of your crazy questions with that. My... Dad's uncle's brother is on CBD, and he takes three dropperfuls a night. But the bottle says fifteen hundred milligrams on it. So is he getting fifteen hundred milligrams every time he takes that? Well, that's a good question. But the missing puzzle piece is how big is that bottle? So let's just say it was a thirty ml bottle. It was okay. So what that means is that there's 1,500 milligrams in that whole 30 ml bottle. So if you do 1,500 divided by 30, you've got... (laughs) I don't know, where's the calculator? 15 milligrams 
0.50 milligrams per ml. So if he's taken three dropperfuls, then you have to look at what's the dropperful calibrated at. Does it hold one ml? Does and it will show it will tell you in serving size. Does that 58 milligrams represent two dropperfuls? So it's a it's a loaded question once again. So you really have to study. There is a difference in brands with that too. The Green Roads uh, oils do come with a nice uh, calibrated, calibrated yep, dosing um, syringe, and the the Charlotte's Web is just you just do a dropper full, and or two. or two. And by dropper full, let's elaborate on what that means. So that means when you push that bulb in, and then you suck it up, wherever that level of liquid goes is a dropper full. So it could be a quarter. I've got do tinctures all the time half of them go up a quarter way some of them go up a half so it just depends on that full suction where your bulb takes where you your bulb takes you yeah and as long as that's consistent that's your dose exactly you don't need to squish the bulb get every single ounce of air out and get the most out of it that way no nor do you ever have to go to the top of that so and i guess you know before you leave wherever um, if they're knowledgeable, they should be able to instruct you on that. I'm trying to think of other questions. Um, cost effective wise, let's just say, hey, you know, let's look at cost. I I say to our customers that the most, the priciest thing when shopping for CBD is that trying to figure out that dose in that first time purchase. So when you know what dose works for you, then you can shop smarter. And most often if you go... If you go more concentrated, such as a 60 milligram per ml, and if you have to cut that down to half of a ml, if you're taking 30 milligrams, you're going to get twice as much in that bottle and often save quite a bit of money. Yeah, So, and then not only that, but you could get the, the larger bottle of the 60 milligrams, which is a huge expense up front, but it might last you two to three months instead of you know a month or two at a time. Mm -hmm. uh, let's talk about full... Spectrum, broad spectrum. Oh, that's a good one. Yep. What's going to come up on a drug test and what's not? Mm -hmm. So I'm going to throw my mom under the bus and she got a drug test. Well, when she went to the physician, a yearly physical, they usually do a drug test no matter what, just because that's how they roll nowadays. So um, her, her, she came up positive on marijuana and the nurse practitioner knew she did CBD oil. She takes CBD oil um, for actually migraine prevention, and it's worked pretty good. And she was taking the full um, or broad spectrum. And as we explained, some of that does contain some THC under the legal limits of 0.3%. CBD, terpenes, all these other, it's called an entourage effect. So all these things kind of work together and synergize the effectiveness of it. And that may come up, be a positive result on your blood test. But if you request an isolate, and Green Roads has both of these options. See, um, Charlotte's Web does too, but we carry the broad spectrum of Charlotte's Web. Um, if you request the isolate, then the chances of you coming up with a positive drug test would be very, 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 very low. So that's, or um, I would say that's, I would always usually, if if, uh, if that's not a concern, I'd go full spectrum. Uh, there was another thing that we did not talk about, and I'm trying to think of what it was. 
I do want to point out, though, um, the history, a little bit of history. So in pharmacy world, there is classes of controlled substances. Class 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5. Class 1 is defined as there are no medicinal effects. Yeah, no medicinal effects. And usually that's street drugs. Heroin, cocaine, marijuana is on there. Meth. Meth. Um, class 2 would be your morphines, your hydrocodones now. Oxycodone. Oxycodones. Percocet. Mm-hmm. Something like that. And then three, four, and fives are—they're just—they're be what? Lyrica, Xanax, Valium, Gabapentin, Gabap- Tramadol. Yep. So things of that nature. So the the higher number you go in the class, the less addictive potential it would be. So back in the seventies, the government categorized cannabis as a Schedule One. And so I'm going to remind you, it has no medical use in the United States, and that the drug is not safe. Yet, the U.S. government holds a patent for cannabis medicinal benefits. So I want to read this to you. Excuse the long wording. But it's um, patent number 6,630,507. And it is held by the United States Department of Health and Human Services. And it is entitled Cannabinoids as Antioxidants and Neuroprotectants. So in it, it says, cannabinoids have been found to have antioxidant properties. This new found property makes cannabinoids useful in the treatment and prophylaxis of a wide variety of oxidation associated diseases, such as ischemic, age-related, inflammatory, and autoimmune diseases. The cannabinoids are found to have particular application as neuroprotectants, such as in stroke and trauma, or in the treatment of neurodegenerative diseases such as Alzheimer's disease, Parkinson's disease, and dementia. Non-psychoactive cannabinoids such as cannabidiol are particularly particularly advantageous to use because they avoid toxicity that is encountered with the psychoactive cannabinoids at high doses useful in the method of the present invention. So, I don't know, it just, yep, conflict of interest. But, even the United States Department of Health and Human Services says it is could be beneficial. I think it's interesting because how many times throughout our years in corporate pharmacy have we seen somebody, you know, somebody's mom or somebody's grandma that had a knee replacement or a hip replacement, and they come out and they get put on Percocet, and then, you know, they're on Percocet for a month and two months and three months and four months and five months and six months and they never ever get off of it Mm-mm. and it's not really their fault Mm-mm. so for me i would much rather have a parent or a grandparent or anybody that's close to me on cbd oil to manage pain and inflammation than any kind of a narcotic that's personal opinion but i've seen what narcotics do and i've seen how hard it is for people to get off of them agreed so I think that's CBD in a nutshell. I think we covered everything we needed to cover. If you have any questions, if we didn't cover something, if you ever want to just come in and chat about it, we're here. Maybe you should talk about animals. Oh, yeah. That is what we missed. So we do offer, and um, it's a great product, CBD for animals. So we have CBD for horses. That's by Silver Lining Herbs. 
that is dosed for specifically for horses and it's a great product um, great company and then we also offer their line for pets so a cbd for pets and that is nice because a lot of the other stuff is you know more geared towards dogs or cats and things like that this is just for pets so we actually had somebody buy it for a guinea pig um, and use it on a guinea pig so that's that's a good product uh, we carry charlotte's web uh, oil in chicken flavor 17 milligrams for pets and then we carry two chews there's a calm, calm and arthritis yeah, calm and arthritis so we've seen benefits with all of these as well we've um i know hillary's mom has used cbd with dogs in the past and things like that with really good results so that's another thing that we do offer yep don't want to leave the animals out nope we almost forgot them so Again, if you guys have any questions, you ever want to talk about it, you want to know where to start, things like that, feel free to give us a call or shoot us a message. We'll be happy to answer any questions you might have. Yes. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks.